Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple access time, which means it's either Tyler uh, Fornis or Chip Scoggins. And look, it's Chip Scoggins of the Star Tribune, along with uh, yours truly, Judd Zolgan, and of course, Declan Goff. Purple access, Chip, let's get right to it. So much to talk about. Um, um not really controversy, but but certainly yeah. upheaval. Uh, now, now Mackie told me he saw you at the Wolves game last night and asked you about former yep. Vol, Josh Dobbs. Sounds like you weren't super high on Josh Dobbs. So what do you think? No. Uh, is well, the love- oh, see? Oh, so Phil mi- misrepresented you then. Yeah. He told you, no, he told I- us you were not, that, that you weren't that high on Josh Dobbs. That's what he said. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, high on him in terms of, being your starting quarterback for the yes. future? No, I, w- I wouldn't say that. Um, okay, so you're not that high on like, for a quarterback. Yeah. Um, no, if you're if you're a Tennessee Vols fan, you have great admiration for Josh Stubbs, um, for what he meant to our program. Um, great leader, obviously smart. We we all know about the aerospace engineering. and um, But just someone that you want to represent your program as the face of your program. Yeah, I don't Very care athletic. about that. Yeah, Top one of them is a quarterback. Yeah, he's a winner. He's a good guy. There's a lot of good guys out there. You know, he won for us. Very athletic. I mean, you know, just the accuracy with passing. That's that's the one thing that people are going to look at. Um, but he's, I think he's probably um, a logical pickup for the Vikings because here's a guy who's had to adjust to a number of systems throughout his career. He's been at how many different teams. Super smart, so he's going to pick up things quick. Um, you know, you can put him in there, and and he's going to be able to make things happen with his feet. If if not, you know, if he doesn't know the offense, great if things break down, he's going to make things happen with his feet. You know, he's going to be a good teammate, a good leader. So, I mean, I think all those things make sense for Quasi to go out and and identify him. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, I think there's limitations, obviously, with his passing and. Uh, so, but I, I, I was excited. Heck, anytime you get more balls up here, that's always a good oh, thing, right? 
always need more vols. Always can can never have enough vols. So you yeah. you were there on Sunday uh, when Kirk yeah. got hurt. You went to Quasi's press conference that he held on Wednesday. Just give me your your summary or your thoughts on the past yeah. four days in which upheaval has definitely hit a team that had just gotten on a roll and back to four and four by beating the Packers. Yeah, you know it's funny, Judd. Uh, I was starting the right. Uh, Sunday in the press box at Lambeau that what we're seeing is a play caller and quarterback completely in sync the way Kirk was playing the last two weeks. I mean, he was just, it just, to me that shows up, especially on third down. Mm-hmm. Like he had complete control on third down. Like he's staying in the pocket. He's making these throws. He just had complete control of the game. And then that happens. And we've been in a lot of uh, weird post-game locker rooms. Been in one after a tie there at Lambeau. Um, you know, we've been there after really bad losses in New Orleans and how those feel. This was one of the weirder ones I've ever been in because they just dominated the Packers and won their third game in a row. But it was as um, somber and not quiet like sometimes you have after a really bad loss, but not nobody was celebrating. And so it was a weird vibe. And I mean, people knew, you know, you, you just knew. Right. You knew from O'Connell's tone and what was going to be the outcome of that. Um, and then we were, we were standing outside and they brought in that, in that hallway there, Judd outside the locker room, they brought in cousins, his wife um, into the locker room. I mean, you just, you knew that um, it was going to be the worst case scenario for them. Um and then Quasey yesterday, it was interesting. A couple things I thought were interesting. The fact that players were texting him, telling him, it's not saying don't break up the team, but saying how much they like this team and they think they can get on a roll. Um, I don't know how much that played a part in his deliberation. I'd hope not much because right. when you're the GM, you can't let players dictate those things. Um, I did ask him about – because how – think about like that trade deadline came when you've – uh, saved your season, you've won three in a row, you're in the playoff, and now all of a sudden you lose Cousins. So I asked him, I was like, does that have to rise to the ownership level to say, because to me there's like three options, right? It's like you either go really big and try to make a big splash trade, or you do what they did, or I never thought they were going to be like, you know, sellers at that point. You're not going to trade Daniel Hunter when you're in the playoff race. Um, but Quasey said, yeah, you know, he consults with them and told them, like, what here's what he thinks um, about where they're at. And um, he said that he, he uh, when they were one in three or one in four, it didn't feel like a one in four team to him. He, he put more of that on turnovers versus them being a bad team and kind of just the weird, you know, the self-implosion that they had, which I don't necessarily disagree with that. Because other than Philadelphia, I mean, it wasn't like they, they were overmatched or anything. Um, and even Philadelphia, that turnovers that, that really hurt them. The, I mean, the Jefferson one. Um, so it's it's been uh, we've had some strange weeks in Vikings uh, land together, and this one will this one will go down as one too. So, what is your assessment now? Like, obviously, Jaron Hall, the rookie, is going to get the start on Sunday yeah. against the Falcons. But what is your so, like, for, you know, four and four with seven playoff teams now, that bottom wild card is probably going to remain 
wide open for a while. But what's your assessment with the direction or where things are going to go? Yeah. I will say I will say this. I am very excited to see what O'Connell does. Not that I think Hall or Dobbs is going to, to be great, but I want to see O'Connell call plays for a quarterback who can use his feet. Yeah, well, that's it. And, I mean, obviously, you know, you're not going to be able to have the the same thing that you have in for Cousins. I mean, just um, – right. so what – how how streamlined is it for Jaron Hall and, and being able to do bootlegs and some of those different things to get him on the move um, that maybe make him feel comfortable, kind of what he does? I was impressed with Jaron Hall in terms of just – you can tell he's 25, like, from his press conference. I mean, you could tell he's a mature guy and not – I mean, he's at least from that part of it, like how he projects himself, he seems pretty calm and, and just mature. Um, I don't know how this goes because I, I think it's as much as O'Connell, uh, I guess he's talked to Jaron Hall about like, don't make this game a referendum. This is not like right your career hinges on this game, which, you know, I think, you know, maybe that's too grandiose a statement, but I do think, where they go from here after this hinges on this game. Cause if he plays well, then, then you write it out, right? You just keep mm-hmm. going. If it's, you know, an epic struggle, uh, if, if Dobbs is caught up to speed, you go there. If, if everybody's healthy, mm-hmm. is it Dobbs? Is it Nick Mullins or, or is it Jaron Hall? I think it would be Mullins if everybody was healthy, but now that he's not there and they're going to have a mobile quarterback or two, I think it changes because, I mean, I don't think they make this trade. If Mullins doesn't hurt his back in practice and subsequently get placed on IR, I think he's just starting. And yeah. they they probably would have gone out and signed a guy behind him, but I don't think the Dobbs trade, or they might not have. But the point is, I don't think the Dobbs trade gets made if Mullins doesn't get hurt. And so that's Correct. where it becomes. But But what if you install a system – for like Hall and he struggles, but then Dobbs comes in and can run and can function it. Do you go back to Nick when, when he said, and I also don't buy the fact that Nick is right around the corner of returning. No. Well, with the back, I mean, what, how do we know? Yeah. You know, he's yeah. not practicing, right? I mean, um, no, no, I, I think, I think, you know, if it's, you don't want to be this thing. We're going with a hot hand. Cause that can change from week to week. And yes. that's everybody. So it's not like you're going to rotate three guys. I mean, ideally, you find a guy and you stick with him and the other guy's back up. So I do think there is a lot riding on Jaron Hall that, you know, if, if this is going to be his job, if it goes well Sunday, I think you stick with it. Um, as smart as Dobbs is and as adaptable and flexible he is in terms of picking up systems, he's still only been here a week, you know? It, yes. So it's not like he's going to have mastery over this because it's – everybody talks about how hard this offense is to, to learn and be able to make checks at the line and all the things that they're asking him of it. I still think I'd rather have a guy who's been in the system for, you know, months versus days, you know, even if you're yeah. sa- sacrificing something on the other end. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think it probably depends on how Jaron looks on Sunday. Um and then, and then you go from there, and and yeah, I, I don't think you can with a back issue. I mean, I, you, we don't know if Mullins, you know, if it's one week or three weeks or four weeks. You know, they can't. Right. And they're they not. They say. had to go. They had to make a move. They had to make yeah. a move. And this is yeah. and this is to me again. This is a logical one because it's the guy who's shown that he can pick up things fast. So here's the other thing that, that I find incredibly intriguing, and and I think we 
to the point of how you started your column before Kirk got hurt on Sunday, I think we all agree that the Cousins O'Connell marriage worked out really well. Like it, it was expected to, and I think it, it yeah. might have exceeded expectations. But here's what's next. And yes, there's pressure on Hall. If Dobbs plays, yes, there's pressure on Dobbs. But there's also an interesting amount of pressure on O'Connell himself because he's the one now who's going to have to go back into the lab and run his yeah. offense as efficiently as possible with a very different style. And in the case of Hall, a young QB. So to me, don't discount the pressure that's going to fall on O'Connell's lap. And he should welcome it. But to actually now come up with the best game plan and best alternatives and creativity that now suit, you know, Jaron Hall or Josh Dobbs, as well as he did to try to suit Kirk Cousins, who is obviously a very different quarterback. Yeah, and and the reason why you think that, Judd, is because <clears throat> this is not a situation where you just throw up your hands. It's like, you know, we're going to win three games this year. What the heck, whatever happens, happens. You know, we're, we're playing for draft picks. They're in the playoff hunt, right? And and yeah. they're still thinking playoffs. I, I, I guarantee you the ownership still views that as their mission, right? Um, and you look at the way their defense is playing. You look at the way Addison has come on and being a star. You're going to get Jefferson back at some point. Um, you've got some momentum now. You've turned this thing around. So it's not like you just say, well, whatever happens. Happen. No, they're, like, they're, they're still in your schedules soft. Or I don't know if it's ever soft, but it's softer. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, you're right. Yeah. And so, but I, I got a sense from, from listening to O'Connell that he he sees the challenge that you just laid out. Like, okay, I have to find – you know, the package of plays that he does well. It's not going to be the full thing, but, it, you know, a package of plays that allows him. Because he said something, um, someone asked me to say, how do you approach it? He said, first we sit down and figure out what it will take for us to win this game, and then you work backwards. Like, that's how, you know, not just offense, but, like, all the things. How are we going to win this game? And then you figure out your game plan accordingly. And so um, I'm sure for him it's, you know, not what he wants, but if you're a coach, I mean, this is what you're paid big money to do is like deal with circumstances. And this is one of the toughest one you'll deal with when you lose your quarterback. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. And the nice thing that he's got going for him now is his defense yeah. is actually solid. So, like, that's a different storyline, too. And and so, like, if you are to what you just talked about, working backwards, how do you win this game? The defense actually has been yeah. – I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised. I expected that Flores' creativity would help. I don't know if I truly thought in my heart of hearts it would work this well, but Chipper, they are a fringe. They are just outside yardage-wise of being top 10. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. It's it's interesting. I sat down with with, uh, Harrison Smith, first day of training camp. You know, he Mm -hmm. had his opening press conference, and we went outside and did a a one-on-one, and and he, he was talking about Brian Flores and why he came back. He said, I don't want to say any names, he said, but I, I just – we have some guys that people aren't talking about that I think are going to really pop in this in this defense. He said, I don't want to give it away in case it does. But I think Metellus, I think yep. Cam Bynum, I, I think those two jump off to me as guys that have really flourished in this 
uh, scheme. And you're just seeing, I thought, I, I was talking to Harrison about this in the locker room the other day after the game. It was like, and maybe it's just me, maybe it's because they're winning, but it seems like they're playing fast right now, the defense. Yeah, I agree. You know, and well, he Mattel said guys know. incredibly fast, Jeff. Yeah, he said guys know a lot faster than we saw last year, but it just seems like, yeah. he said, uh, I said, what is it? Guys know what they are, you know, we're supposed to be. Flores putting you guys in position. He says it's all of it. He says confidence. It's like guys know their assignment. They know they're being put in a position to make plays, and they're just going and doing it. So um, I hope he sticks around for a couple years, <laughs> Flores, because it'd be fun to see once they really get more uh, personnel on that side, what he could turn that defense in. And you have to re-sign Daniel Hunter. Well, now like, you, you have to. Well, have that's. To. Well, you just hit on the key thing now, too. Okay, so I'm with you. You were going to – if you had two wins right now, you might have traded him. But sure, you're four and four. There's um, and, and Phil and I talked about this. There is no way that, that O'Connell could have gone into that meeting room on Wednesday and said, well, Kirk got hurt, and so he traded Hunter. Nice job. You know, he convinced yes. them that they could come back, and they did. And so, like, there was no way – there was no argument that you could make, well, we should trade him. But that being said, so of all the talk about, you know, and, and look, O'Connell, I think, is being truthful. And I also think, to, to parrot what he said on Sunday, is we're going to support Kirk. So obviously, when asked on Monday about Kirk, he was going to say, we want him back, because you're not going to say, well, that's it for Kirk. And, yeah. and Quasi, I thought, was pretty truthful in saying it's going to be a negotiation. Negotiation, but yeah. But Chipper, if you're doing, like, if you got your legal pad right now, and and you're prioritizing. Daniil Hunter has shot way above Kirk. So, like, Kirk's going to have to come back, in my opinion, on their terms, because I'm with you. Yeah. Now it becomes, because he's not a young guy, but, my God, he's playing great. He's, he's 29. You've yeah. got to pay. You've, you're going to have to pay him and Jefferson. And if Kirk says, I'll come back for cheap, that's awesome. But if Kirk's like, I need this guaranteed and that guaranteed, you're going to have to say, Kirk, we're sorry, but there are priorities above you, and that includes Daniil, who's been great. I'm with you on this. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about those separate. Because I don't know if I'd put anyone above a quarterback. Um, Daniil, but you can't – I got to imagine the market's going to be big for him. So mm-hmm. what? You have to – and this is where it's going to get tricky for his GM because it, it can't be a one-year deal like he's, he did this past offseason with, with players. Pam. Christian Derisoff's price tag is going to be huge. Oh, by the way, you still got to do Jefferson. And Daniil – it can't be a one-year deal. You you got to sign him. The Cousins thing is interesting. I've gone back and forth. I started the year saying I thought it was more likely than not that he'd be back next year. When they started one and four, I said, no way, you're moving on. Now, and I think in a weird way, and I could be wrong on this, but does the price tag come down for him because of this injury? It's going to have to. Uh, across, not here, but just even – as yes. he goes out on the market. I think yes. so. I think yes. it will. Now, maybe there's one team out there that says, you know, forget it. We think he's healthy. We, we, we've done the medicals. We're not concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's going to be fascinating to see what this injury does in terms of what he's able to get in terms of a contract. But you know, the way he was playing, man, and I don't, you know, maybe we're going to romanticize it because he's not here and you're going to see the big drop off from him to the next guy. Right. Um, I'm not so certain that he won't be back next year. Oh, I'm not either. And I do think that, that I do, I think what Quasi said is 
the most honest thing, which is he can be back. But what it's going to be a negotiation said to me is he's going to have to sort of come back on our terms, too. I'm yeah. just saying as far as paying guys, I got to pay Jefferson. I feel yeah. that, that you have to. Um, I'm with you. If you're going to keep Daniil, pay him. And yeah. so now, Kirk, look, if if we're talking about a top flight QB who's not hurt, then I'm with you. Then he takes precedence. But I'm just, I think with Kirk, he needs to be, and for all I know, he might be now. He and his agent, Mike McCartney, need to be realistic about what they're going to get. Yeah. And if they come back with, well, we need this guaranteed and we need a no trade clause and all that, I'd say, you know what? I just, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Yeah. And the one thing we don't know, and they're obviously not going to reveal this, is like, how much is there an appetite to just be younger in, in, uh, at quarterback? to have a guy to start over with. Like they're they're never gonna say that. I mean, I was and, and that's not two things can be true. You can love Kirk Cousins and everything do, but you might say we just we want to go this way and be younger. And but I the problem with that, Judd, is as many quarterbacks as that I think there's gonna be in the first round. You you asked me last week and I I totally forgot JJ McCarthy and at uh Michigan and the whole staff the night I covered the Michigan game with Gophers, Kwesi, uh uh, the whole his scout team. There's like five of them there watching. Now Michigan has a bunch of guys that they're going to watch, but I'm assuming they're they're watching. The, the and they were stealing signs, uh, so uh, didn't. And they were stealing signs. Yeah, they're they're helping steal signs. Um, uh, I don't know that they're going to be. You know, they're not going four and thirteen. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. they're they're probably going to be stuck in that middle again, right? Eight right. nine wins. I would bet even with the quarterback thing, they could get the eight wins, nine wins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they definitely. So where are you, in this conference. So where are you picking there? Where are you picking well, at that point? And, and then the question is, do you want to try to trade up or do, do you want to try and sign a guy? And look, if Kirk comes back on my terms, I'm taking him back. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. Yeah. And here's the thing, Jen. Do you want a rookie quarterback with Jefferson, Addison, and Hawkinson? Or do you want you know, a veteran? Well, Okay, so you just hit on what I think is among the most intriguing things. Is I'm not saying that Dobbs, Jaron Hall, I'm not saying that they are the guy. My guess is that they're not the guy. But two things. One, what is O'Connell going to think when he sees that guy that can hit the edge, that can get around the edge? And by the way, free guys up. And by the way, improve a run game that's been atrocious. Um, And that's not Kirk's fault, but he's a pocket passer. You're all of a sudden your your run game should improve just by who your quarterback is. The second thing is, and this is again what we don't know. The second thing is, is do privately do O'Connell and Quazy say, Kirk Cousins saved our bacon. We are so fortunate to have him. Or do they say, This is why Kevin was hired? He's a quarterback whisperer, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's the mad scientist who can <laughs> turn the next guy. And like that, so that becomes another factor. Like what they say to us is so different than how they think. It's just yeah. really interesting. Well, it, it, like, um, again, two things can be true. I think if you ask O'Connell based on reports of who they liked in his previous draft, mobile, athletic. I would bet that's the profile because what what coach doesn't, you know, they want the mobile. So he probably covets that, but there's no denying he loves what he has with Cousins right now in terms of a guy who's so cerebral, could run that offense, who's playing at a high level. So 
there's probably a tug of war going on even within his mind. Of, with him, of, yeah. Okay. 100%. Like, like, look what I have right here with Cousins. If we can just, you know, if he, I know what I'm getting. He's playing at a high level. I mean, you look at the last two weeks, Judd, is, is I think the best of his career probably, right? Best in, since we, he played pretty well last year. I was going to say. But it felt, if the last two weeks it's felt impressive. different to me. It's impressive. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But the last two weeks, it felt different to me. Um, yep. But when you factor in all these, I mean, again, you sure would hate to let, let Daniil walk because you don't have money. You got to pay Darisol. You got to pay Jefferson. I mean, these things are adding up. That's that's my point. And and if Kevin so if Kevin O'Connell and I think he's seen this way is seen as a guy that can develop QBs chipper. Yeah. Don't you sort of have to be thinking, Hey, if we draft a guy and you develop him, we've got five, especially for first round pick, we got five yeah. years of team control. Now we can pay guys uh, pretty damn well and not be hit with, Oh my God, where's the next guy going to come from? So like, I just, yep. I, I don't think the answer is Kirk's gone for sure. And I don't think the answer is Kirk is back for sure. I think the answer yeah. lies within um, because I will say I give O'Connell a ton of credit for Kirk. You know, Kirk put up great stats at times from 2018 to 21. He was never this guy. Like O'Connell yeah. has brought out the best in in him, both on the field and, in my opinion, off because he's a different guy. Sure. And you never you never heard you occasionally heard guys from 2018 to 21 talk about Kirk and how much they like Kirk. It was never like this. No, no. This is no, a love no. affair, which which good for Kirk. But that comes yeah. from what O'Connell has allowed him to become. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, that that struck me like in the locker room Sunday at Lambeau was like, man, this is like deeply personal. You know, yep. it's not just like, oh, my God, we lost a great player and lost our quarterback. It's like, you know, these guys were I mean, had tears in their eyes. And it was, you know, um, so I think it, it's he has become their leader where I never didn't feel like that early on first few years, you know? Um, but you're right. I want to go back to what you said about Quasty. I think it's Seif that asked him, do you want him back as your quarterback? It's going to be a negotiation. And that was probably the smartest thing he could have said right there, because it's easy to get wrapped up in this, you know, the, oh my, you know, the emotion of him and all that and say, yes, yes, yes. But it is going to be a negotiation. It has, there's going to be a price for it. And I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see, what that looks like um, next off season. I agree. And and I don't think that they know yet necessarily. No. And I also think, um, again, I think no matter how they do from Sunday through the rest of the season, I think it's going to be in, extremely intriguing to watch how their opinions might be swayed by what they see, not only from the guys who are playing QB, but again, just from what they can do, because the lack the lack of mobility that already existed for a guy who's going to be 36 next summer and is now going to be coming off an Achilles is going yeah. to have, have to be factored into the business decision of what do we need our guy to do? And, and I'm going to keep going back to this because I think this is one of the most interesting things, Chip, and that is the run game with a mobile yeah. QB because this run game right now is unworkable. We were talking about that with Dalton Reisner yesterday and it's like, I, you know, Dalvin was not going to solve this. No. I just – what has happened? The, the, the fact that they just cannot run the ball. I mean, I want to see more acres. 
I do. I just feel like well, he, he can has... hit the hole a little bit better. Yeah, I, it, Alex has no just... burst, man. He's got a little no, burst, but it's... he he doesn't have that burst. Like that's the one thing you know in in Cook's prime or Peterson. Part of the problem is we got spoiled. Yeah, probably. We got really spoiled, but when you've got that guy that can put his foot in the ground and he's like a jet and he's gone, you know, Alexander doesn't have that. And Akers is more slippery. Um, yeah. But I, but even I don't know if he's that guy. But if all of a sudden your quarterback is a threat to run, now it creates a lot of interesting opportunities that this team flat out in the first eight weeks of the season has not had a chance to capitalize on. Well, and I don't know. I assume, you know, Hall has. I'm telling you, Dobbs has it. I mean, he can flat out run. I mean, he's. Um, he's elusive, move, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that was his game in college, yeah. but I, I just haven't seen him, you know, like I've seen Dobbs. I'm going to tell you Dobbs can run. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's very elusive and get out of trouble. He can, whether it's either scripted or unscripted, you know, he's going to make plays with his feet. And that, that's the thing that's attractive to me about him is, um, when it breaks down, it's not necessarily a sack. It could be right a positive play for you, you know? Right. So, and, and, and you're right. O'Connell's probably like, all right, we have something here. Let's see how we can use that and incorporate that into my, into the game plan. Last thing. Are you as convinced as I am that the green Bay Packers are in for an extended period of being terrible? I don't mean the one year in 05, like when yeah. Favre, Favre was the QB of a bad team. I don't mean when like Brett Hundley had to start for Rogers cause he was hurt. That team to me reminded me of the Packers of my childhood, and that was twenty years of putrid football. Yeah, Judd, you know how we when we walked the car uh, at Lambeau, you know, through the through the, the lots there, it's always kind of upbeat and festive and all that. It was not that Sunday. It, I mean, it it is carried over to fan base. I mean, I think they they see that where this thing's at, and I, I look at them as like. What do they do well? Like I, I was just watching. Like there's, there's not. You know, Love can. He has a big arm, but it's. I, I just. And you don't want to write a guy off after however many games he's played. But I, I just don't see it, Judd. I, I, don't, I don't think he's I don't, the guy. I, I don't think he's the guy either. Um, you know, I could come back and be wrong about that as he gets more experience. But uh, wasn't it the Lafleur after a game says this is you know. No newsflash, but we're a mess right now, and that that's a hundred percent true. I mean, I just—they're not very good. They're just not. And I don't think that they have the infrastructure now. That this is where a board being in charge hurts you. Uh, yeah. The other problem that I think is great news for Vikings fans is I think Mark Murphy, who's the president, know thinks he knows football and I think they're uh, like, I think Goody's taking the fall for a lot of things. And like, yeah, like this could set up a snowball effect that they don't fix for a while. Cause you know, it took 20 years before they finally yeah. decided uh, Bob Harlan, who was the president and a great guy and a great business guy. He hired Ron Wolf and Ron Wolf's yeah. the guy who's like, we got to fix all this crap. And the longer they don't fix that, the more that, that Vikings fans are going to take pleasure in watching this team, the Packers not be good. Do you think this head coach survives the season? I think he survives like, the season, but I think he gets no, no, fired. No, survive. Do you think he gets another oh, season? No, I think I don't Go- need. And is Goody out then? Uh, but but they're but they're going to be fall guys. It's Murphy yeah, I, who's, who's going to be the problem. This feels like it's heading down a track of let's clean house and start over. Mm-hmm. Which you know, no. But can the board remo- remove Murphy because he's the guy 
I don't. That's, yeah, that I don't. was the problem back in the day when like Bart Starr had control and he was a terrible coach, and I think he was GM as well, and the board was just yeah. bickering because you've got you know you you've got thousands and thousands of people with a meaningless piece of paper, but then you've got the board, which is a you know decent size, and they're the yeah. decision makers, and they all fight when things go bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's great. I think that's why he said it's a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was surprised by how poor they were. I, I just didn't think it was not very good. No, they're not. All right, Chipper, great stuff. We will talk to you in a couple weeks, okay? All right, brother. See you, man. Thanks. Talk to you.